0: What an exciting start to the season for the Atlanta Braves. They get a sweep of the St. Louis Cardinals and start the year 5-1, and one, and now they head home to face the San Diego Padres. We're going to talk about everything from the Braves' road trip to start the season and then set you up for the home opener on Thursday. All that on this episode of Locked on Braves, so let's get into it. You are locked on Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at ShortstopBall. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can see some of my written work on the Braves over at BravesToday.com. Also, you can get the postcast feed with me and Grant McCauley over on Lockdown Sports Atlanta on YouTube or on the Lockdown Braves podcast feed thanks as always for making lockdown braves your first listen of each and every day we post episodes daily five days a week monday through friday and are free and available on all platforms if you're new on youtube do me a favor hit that subscribe button if you're watching this video there do me a favor another favor hit that thumbs up button as it does help us out the show a ton whenever you do that and i appreciate everybody who takes the time to click that little thumbs up button This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Well, the Braves have gotten started and they have gotten off to an incredible start to the 2023 season. Five and one road trip to begin the year. That's what we're going to talk about here today. Those first six games and then set you up for Thursday's home opener against the San Diego Padres. I'm also going to be recording an episode with Javi from Locked On Padres. We'll post that on Thursday. And then I'm hoping to be at the home opener on Thursday night and enjoying that with a lot of you, I'm sure. Let's talk about this this opening road trip that the Braves have because the Braves have gotten off to some slow starts in the past, and that has not been the case so far in 2023. Again, a 5-1 and road trip to begin the season. And I want to start with the defense. I'm a defensive guy. My Twitter handle is shortstopball. I love the defensive side of the game. And if you listen to me a lot on the podcast, you know that. I love defense, and I love talking about defense. What the Braves just did in St. Louis was some of the best defense I have seen in a long time in a particular series. And in this game two of that series, I don't know that I've ever seen a better played defensive game than what the Braves played in game two of that Cardinals series. And really since opening day, they made a couple of errors on opening day. It looked sloppy. It did not look like the Braves at all that we know. But really since then, they have been incredible defensively. A lot of highlight plays. They had enough highlight plays in the Cardinals series alone for an entire season of highlight plays. And you could really say everybody at every position had a part in it. You're talking about the catchers and the way that they handle that young pitching staff to navigate them through all of that. I I give them a lot of credit for that. You look at first base and Matt Olson, who had a great leaping catch and turned it into a double play in game three of that series. You look at Ozzie Albies, who had a great diving play to his left and just seemed like he was always in the right spot for a ground ball. You look at Orlando Arcia, who's been incredible, and give the Braves coaching staff in front office a lot of credit for going with Orlando Arcia. there. He has done a phenomenal job, not just defensively, but he's hit some as well. But he made a couple of highlight plays in game one of this series. Third base, Austin Riley had a barehanded play to get somebody out. Just an incredible play. He's really great at coming in on the ball. Side to side, you know, That's where his weaknesses are, but I tend to think he's really good at coming in on baseballs. I've had people tell me before that the analytics don't love him coming in on the baseball. I don't know how they're coming up with those analytics because, to me, he's one of the better third basemen in the game as far as coming in on a baseball. You want to tell me he can't move side to side? Yeah, I get that, and I see those deficiencies. But coming in on a baseball, I think Austin Riley is one of the best – Even go out to left field, and Eddie Rosario made a nice sliding catch in this series, in the Cardinals series, and also threw somebody out at home. And then Michael Harris with a tremendous catch in Wednesday's game to Rob Goldschmidt. I don't know if that ball was going to get out or not, but either way, what an incredible catch, and I love the emotion and, and shout out I can't remember the Twitter handle of the guy who made that gift for me on Twitter but I did retweet it out if you want to go see that of Michael Harris making that catch but absolutely love that and I love the raw emotion coming out of Michael Harris who has gotten off to a bit of a slow start at the plate but not affecting his defense in the slightest and the, the person on Twitter who made that is did, at did Braves win too um, so shout out to him for making that gift for me so I could tweet it out but Loved that moment from Michael Harris. And then Acuna, two outfield assists in one game, both to end an inning and end a Cardinals threat. Just incredible stuff all around defensively from the Braves, particularly in that Cardinal series. And like I said, really since opening day, where they just did not look like themselves at all, it's just been amazing to see them play defensively yeah it's just incredible and again i love it as somebody who loves the defensive side of the game that's really been fun to watch now let's talk about the pitching a little bit charlie morton we talked about it on monday not the typical charlie morton start we're used to seeing but dylan dodd came out in game two of this series five innings did give up six hits but no walks critical there for dylan dodd just one on run and three strikeouts and then bryce elder Six innings, two hits. He did have three walks, but no earned runs and six strikeouts. And I've said this a lot about Bryce Elder. His stuff has so much movement, and you could see he was struggling with that movement early in the start and was having issues controlling his pitches. But once he's able to locate them better and even locating them in the strike zone because there is so much movement, especially with that defense playing behind him, he can be very, very successful as he was, On Wednesday so these pitchers have stepped up big time especially in this Cardinals series with Dodd and Elder and really Schuster I mean he gave up those four runs in the first inning but then kept battling after that and kept the team in the game the offense just didn't explode like we've seen them in just about every other game this season so far so all around especially in the Cardinals series just incredible play by the Braves and really you know, Outside of game one where they made a couple of errors and outside of game three against the Nationals where the offense just went absolutely silent, which for whatever reason tends to happen on day games on Sunday. Thank goodness this upcoming Sunday is a night game. Hopefully that helps out the Braves offense. But outside of those two games, this Braves team has looked incredible to start the season and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Next, I do want to turn our attention to the offensive side of things, which has been so great to start the year for the Atlanta Braves. A lot of big home runs, as you would expect, in the top three in the order getting it done, including Ronald Acuna Jr., who is 100%, and it is a lot of fun to watch. We'll talk about that here next. The NBA playoffs are almost here. Major League Baseball season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, threes drains, home runs hit, whatever you want. They add it over there at FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And glad to be doing one of these live shows again. Haven't done a lot here lately and probably won't do as many during the season because after just about every game, me and Grant McCauley will be doing the postcast, which again, you can find on the Lockdown Braves podcast feed or on YouTube and the Locked On Sports Atlanta YouTube page. So make sure you're subscribed to both of those places to get the postcast with me and Grant McCauley. But I am excited to be doing one of these live episodes. We're going to get to all your comments in the chat section in the final segment, so continue to send those in. But I want to talk about the offense here for just a minute and really the work they've done at the beginning of games. 25 of the Braves' 32 runs scored this year have come in the first four innings of a game they are getting out to hot starts allowing the starters for the Braves to settle into a game especially with a lot of the young pitchers the Braves are using that takes a lot of weight off their shoulders when the offense comes out and puts up a crooked number early in the game and again especially in that Cardinals series the great the Braves scored five runs in the first four innings on Wednesday they scored four runs in the first three innings on Tuesday they scored six runs in the first two innings on On Monday, they have done a fantastic job. The only game this year they have, they've scored less than four runs in the first four innings of a game. Listen to that. The only time this year the Braves have scored less than four runs in the first four innings of a game was the game they lost on Sunday. This offense has just done an incredible job of putting the other team on their heels, getting to the other the opposing starting pitcher early, and allowing the Braves starter to just ease into the game and allow them to just pound the strike zone and get ahead of hitters because they're pitching with a lead. I can't tell you how big of a factor that is, again, especially for a lot of these young pitchers. And the Braves offense has done a tremendous job of that so far. Now, looking individually, the top three hitters of this order, as you would expect, are all hitting well at the same time. You remember going back to last year. At the beginning of the season, it was only Matt Olson that was hitting. Everybody else was slumping. Obviously, Acuna wasn't there yet. And then Matt Olson had a hot stretch for about a week and a half, two weeks. And then it was Dansby, who was the only one that was hot for a while. And it just seemed like the Braves lineup was never clicking Top to bottom at the same time. And there are still some Braves players right now who aren't clicking, but for the most part, you got four or five year guys who are hot at the right time. And that's all you need when you have hitters like the Braves do. But in particular, the top three in the order: Ron Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, Austin Riley, they are on great starts to begin the year. Acuna's slashing 370. 433, 630. That's a 630 slugging percentage. 10 hits, tied for the most on the team with Travis Darno, which is just an incredible story in its own. He didn't somehow didn't get a hit in Wednesday's game, but Acuna, 10 hits, two home runs, one double, seven runs scored, four runs batted in, three walks, five strikeouts. He had been doing a much better job of not striking out until these last two games, but still, that's a really good ratio for him two stolen bases, the one caught stealing. So I know Grant McCauley's keeping up with the 40-40 tracker. That's two home runs, two stolen bases through the first six games for Acuna. So a pretty good pace there. And what you saw on Wednesday in particular, him scoring from twice, scoring from first base twice and seeing that speed, seeing him beat out an infield single, a seemingly routine ground ball to shortstop, That should be your indication right there that Acuna is 100% healthy. And I think we've seen that through the first six games of the year. I still want to see that over 162 games. You know, what happens in game 120 if he's a little banged up? Does that pain start to come back? And does he have to battle through that? But it's pretty clear right now he is playing pain-free, free and easy. And when we get that, we get MVP Ronald Acuna Jr., and that's what we've gotten to start this season. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Matt Olson carried his hot start from spring training into the regular season, slashing 308, 357, a 769 slugging percentage, three home runs, and three doubles. He has eight hits on the year. Six of those hits have gone for extra bases so far. Seven runs batted in from the number two spot in the order. A lot of that having to do with Arcia and Acuna getting on base ahead of him. Two two walks, 12 strikeouts. I think seven or eight of those have come against left-handed pitching. He has struggled a good bit against left-handed starters this year. Um, In particular, the Braids have faced a lot of left-handed starters, and they're going to face another one on Thursday and Blake Snell. So, Hopefully that's something that gets better. But otherwise, Matt Olson has been incredible to start the year. Austin Riley slashing 273, 385 as he has four walks. He's done a great job of taking his walks, just seven strikeouts as well for Austin. Two home runs, one that hasn't landed yet, a double, six hits in total, four runs and five RBI because Matt Olson is taking up all the the runs batted in in front of him. So those three at the top of your order, just getting it done, and when that happens, the Braves are going to have a lot of success. Those three guys may battle for the NL MVP this year. That's how good they are, and they're all clicking right now. You know, If one doesn't get it done, it seems like the guy behind them is going to get it done. So that's just where this Braves offense is at the moment, and it's a lot of fun to watch. All right, next, I want to get into the chat comments that we got with those who are here live on YouTube, and then I'll set you up for Thursday's game against the San Diego Padres. Everyone's always looking for a great fantasy game to see how they would do as the GM of a baseball team. And if you are one of those people, then I have the app for you that you need to try out. It's Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. It's a mobile game. It lets you manage your own professional baseball franchise to try and build a World Series champion, manage every strategic aspect of your team, including hiring the right coaches and staff, Managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency, all the ups and downs of a season. You want to spin like Stephen Cohen? Well, you can do it here with Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free. And playable offline. Play as, play on the go as you want, when you want to. Me and the other Lockdown hosts have been playing it throughout the offseason. It has been a lot of fun. Lockdown Braves listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code ON in all caps in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit ProBaseballGM.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's ProBaseballGM.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Mention it's been a good start to the year for the Atlanta Braves. A lot of fun watching this team. So glad that baseball is back, but it makes it even more enjoyable when your team is off to the start that the Braves are right now. Again, haven't done a live show in a while, so I'm excited to do this. I'm going to get to some of your comments in the chat section here over uh, this final segment here. And Nicholas uh, Corasio, Cora, Apologize for that. Nicholas says elder looked great today and he did again Command was off, especially those first two innings. You know, He walked the first batter of the game, got the double play, then hit Goldschmidt, walked Goldschmidt the next two times, which maybe that was part of the strategy. He felt more comfortable against Arenado, which seemed like a good strategy in this series. You know Arenado's a good player, and he's going to come through a lot of times, but Goldschmidt just seems a little bit more locked in than Arenado at the moment. Uh, Mikey Hughes says, I love the show. Thank you, Mikey. Appreciate that. Uh, The mystery, glad to see Olsen bounce back. Yeah, I get what you're saying. He had an 804 OPS last year. It's not like he was terrible, but I get what you're saying. I feel like he's more comfortable. He's going to have a great season this year and be even better. Um, Brandon Newman says, they're not even firing on all cylinders yet. Just you wait. Yeah, I mean, they're missing one of their aces in Max Free. They're missing their closer in Rysel Iglesias. So, you know, Michael Harris hasn't gotten going yet offensively at the plate. DH is... Somewhat been a black hole with Marcelo Ozuna in there a lot of the time, so there are still some areas where the Braves could get going. um Nicholas also says when you do something about this Ozuna situation, it hasn't it hasn't been great for Ozuna, and I think the leash will be pretty short on him. He's one for seventeen to start the year, just six strikeouts, which you know I think is not terrible for him, and three walks, so. He is at least taking some walks, getting on base. But again, just what I said. I mean, during the, he'll give you some home runs, and he gave you a big home run, his only hit of the year so far. Doesn't give you much in between. And I think the leash has to be pretty short because I want to see Sam Hilliard get more at bats. If Eli White keeps hitting like he is at AAA, I want to see him getting opportunities on the Braves. You know, not just at the plate, but in the field as well. Uh, You know, I think there are other guys in this Braves roster who are more, could be more deserving of those at bats. I mean, it is 17 at bats, it's five games. And perhaps Ozuna's pressing a little bit because he knows his job with the Braves, at least, is on the line. He's still going to get paid all that money, regardless. But yeah, they do need to figure that out a little bit. Micah says, Can't wait for tomorrow's home opener. Me either. Hope we get to go. There's a little uh, complication where I might not get to, but. Hopefully, I'll be able to be there for the home opener. Should be a lot of fun. One Iron Lung. What's up, Jay? Great performance by Don yesterday. Uh, but the coach and me couldn't help but notice Murphy was setting up inside a lot and Don was missing outside a lot. Great job either way. That's a good catch by you. I didn't, I didn't see that, but I mentioned this on the postcast. I think I mentioned to the postcast. Maybe I was talking about it offline with Grant, but Don was, had a really good command. And Murphy did a great job of receiving those pitches. I think Murphy actually got Dodd a lot of close calls that, you know, those 50, 50 calls that could go either way. And I thought Murphy did a great job of framing those pitches and getting Dodd some calls, but I didn't, I didn't notice Murphy, you know, setting up where Dodd was missing, but I thought Murphy did a great job framing some of those really close pitches. Nicholas says Grissom's looked awesome at triple a he has. He could be another option at DH, you know, if things don't, even if things look good for Von Grissom at shortstop, Arcia has not done anything to this point to show that he needs to be demoted from that position. But if Grissom continues to hit like he is at AAA and like we saw when he first came up last year, he's probably the Braves' best DH. And maybe that's an option for the DH spot. You can give Arcea some days off at second base. I've said it for a while, even if Grissom isn't the future shortstop of the Braves, maybe he doesn't figure it out defensively. I still think he's going to hit, and I still think he has a spot on this Braves team. So could be an option down the road. Nathan Duffy says epic D, the defense for this Braves team, especially in this Cardinals series, uh, was just truly incredible. Micah Arcia is showing who the best shortstop in the organization is. I think they got three pretty good ones, to be honest with you. And that's kind of what Shoemaker's quote was uh, when they were talking to him at Gwinnett. I mean, Grissom and Shoemake did everything that they could to prove they are deserving of the job. And Arcia has done nothing to prove he doesn't deserve the job. I think there's three really solid options for the Braves right now. One Iron Long. Now, Elder did look great today. I was skeptical about Arcia, but he's earning my trust. He looks great. Great, he says, Jake, I love the podcast. Finally get on here to watch you live. I'm glad you're able to make it. Keep up the great work. I listen to you every morning at work. Thank you, Grady. I appreciate that. Nicholas, the amount of depth Braves have is just incredible. I agree, and I've talked about that coming into the season. Because even going into spring training, I was more so worried about the middle infield depth, which is not a huge concern for me even more. But I mentioned a lot in the offseason, the Braves starting pitching depth, You know, having D- Dylan Dodd, having Jared Schuster, both who were knocking on the door, having a Bryce Elder. You know, even an Ian Anderson, which by the way, he's going to be going on the injured list, uh, has an issue with his elbow. Don't know how long that's been affecting him, but I did want to mention that. We talked about it on the postcast on Wednesday, but I wanted to mention it here. Uh, So, hate that for him, but hopefully he gets that all cleaned up, worked out, and maybe it can be somewhat of a refresh for him when he comes back. You still got Michael Soroka as well. So, and even the depth in the bullpen. I mean, look at guys like Tonkin and Yates coming in. Jesse Chavez came in to finish off the game on Wednesday. So even without Rysel Iglesias, there's just so much depth on this team, particularly on the pitching side of things. But even offensively, like I said, I think Sam Hilliard deserves more at-bats. You saw Kevin Pillar get a start the other day. There is just a ton of depth for this Braves team, which makes them so dangerous over 162. Nicholas also said, I watched a few Gwinnett games. Grissom is a really good hitter, but he can't figure out fielding. He's really struggling there. Again, even if he doesn't figure it out fielding wise, I think he has a spot on this team as a hitter. Whether that's you know DH, whatever it may be, I still think he has a role to play on this Braves team going forward. I honestly, I've watched some of the Gwinnett games here or there, but I haven't seen much of him defensively. What I saw in spring training, it just kind of looks robotic. the The motions don't look smooth, but hopefully, that's something that improves. Uh, Micah says Austin Riley has gotten so much better defensively the past couple of years. I would, I would agree that watch work is paying off for him. Uh, Br- Grady again. Thank you. Says your work is appreciated. Well, I appreciate you saying that Nathan. I wonder if Azuna is still running to first on the grounder to third Monday. He is not fast. He is, he is not fast. Look, he hits home runs uh, and sometimes he can get hot and hit them in bunches, but that's about all that he brings, brings to you. He doesn't have speed. He can't play defense. I've said enough about that at this point. Matthew Brittingham says Rosario went over four with zero walks at the plate again today. Can we start calling over four with no walks? The Rosario plate special. He's really good at it. He needs to get more at bats. I mean, I know the Braves have faced a lot of lefty starters to begin the year, but I really want to see him get more at bats and get into a rhythm. He was the average was up over 300. I know in a small sample size before Wednesday's game, but you know, the, Playing one day, not the next day, on and off. I just want to see Rosario get some at bats. See if he can get into a groove. I have more confidence in him, you know, kind of breaking out and becoming a solid player. When there when there is a righty starter, I would prefer seeing Hilliard in left field and Rosario at DH. I know Darno is getting those at bats now, and he should because he's you know been really hot at the plate. But I would like to see that scenario. Nathan Duffy, one bad inning in six games. That's Pretty much correct at this point. Um, Micah Hughes, was anyone else shocked by O'Neill getting benched today? Yeah, that was an interesting situation over there with the Cardinals where uh, they were not too, all too happy with O'Neill, I guess, not hustling uh, from second to home on that ball hit to Acuna. I was with Brand Corey during the broadcast. I think enough people aren't talking about the fact that you sent him on one of the best arms in all of baseball. I think the third base coach should be taking some criticism for that as well. Nicholas Wright struggled, but he looked good the last few innings off injuries. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Wright either, but I do want to see him do it. I mean, last year was kind of his breakout season, starting this, in- this season a little injured and banged up. He's still kind of in a prove-it case for me with Kyle Wright. I think he can do it, and I-, I believe that he will, but I still need to see him kind of prove it in a second year. Um, Chris Field says what's up Jake who's going to the game tomorrow night I know I am if you're going let me know in the comments section below or hit me up on uh, Twitter you can hit me up in the DMs uh, if you're going to be there and would like to, to meet up and say hey would love to, to do that uh, but I plan on being there on Thursday night Uncle Jimbo 059 for Ozuna when does he ride the pine or get DFA'd I know it's a small sim- sample size but come on I do think the leash is going to have to be short on Ozuna my prediction was that he would get cut by all-star break. I don't think that they drop him any time before that, um, but it is a small sample size. He has the ability to get hot and hit home runs in bunches, but I do think you have to keep the leash somewhat short. We've seen two years of below-average offensive production from Marcelo Zuna. Um, hey, Fernando, thanks for joining the stream, and thanks for joining the podcast live here. Um, Matthew, Rosario is so bad that he makes Ozuna look better by comparison. I I would not agree with that at all. I think Rosario, at least he's putting the ball in play this year and not as many strikeouts for Rosario this season. He's three for 13 at the plate. No extra base hits yet, but just three strikeouts and 13 at-bats. Again, I just want to see him get more consistent playing time. The Braves have faced a lot of lefties to start the year. Um Yeah, they both neither have been great, obviously, and they both need to be and need to prove it because I think the leash for both of them could be pretty pretty short. Um, Nicholas says, um, can even try Grissom and left, can't be any worse. Again, I think Hilliard deserves some opportunities. I think Eli White, if he keeps doing what he's doing at AAA, Deserve some opportunities. But we're six games into the season. Let's not completely overreact on some of these guys. But again, I think the, the leash will be somewhat short for both of them. Um, Yeah, a lot of you talking about Grissa moving to left field. I still think it's too early for that. Let the kid stay at shortstop and, you know, give him at least a full year to either prove that he can or prove that he can't. But if that, you know, if that's the case and he just can't handle it, then yes, let's try to move him to left field, let's move him to multiple positions and make him that super utility-type player because, like I said, I think the bat is going to be there. Mike, having Acuna bat first and Olsen second has worked so well for the Braves so far. I I agree. When Acuna gets on base, he is scoring. Uh, I mean, you see just what he does to the pitcher and the catcher when he's on base and just how terrified they are of him running. And then a ball hit into the gap that's cut off by the center fielder, he's still able to score from first base with that elite sprint speed that he has. So that's why Acuna is in that leadoff spot. He's going to get on base. And when he gets on base, he's usually going to score a run. And with Olsen and Riley, how they're hitting behind him, it's proving to be a very good decision for the Atlanta Braves and an easy decision for Brian Snicker right now. Um The Braves fan one says Acuna Olsen and Riley have been cooking. I, I would agree. They've been doing great at the top of that order. Jeffrey Humphreys, Acuna has looked so good this year. 40-40 should be a minimum expectation for him. Olson should, should hit 40 to 50 home runs if he stays healthy. Riley, Riley should hit over 40 as well, and our pitchers are great. Three guys with 40-plus home runs. I mean, if they all stay healthy, I, I think they're all certainly capable of doing it. Uh, that would be an incredible offensive season from the Braves, but Olsen already has three. Acuna and Riley both already have two. I mean, they're off to good starts. Matthew Brittingham says, I predict Acuna and Olson will both finish top two in NL MVP voting. I am certainly NL MVP will be in Atlanta Braves this season. Uh, that's a bold prediction. Um, well, we'll see what happens. Usually you got two guys that good on the same team. You know, one usually takes a good bit of the votes. Last year, I know Goldschmidt won it, but I think Arenado was either second or third. Um, so it's, it's certainly possible. Um, Echo Rebel says thanks for the content as always. Thank you, Echo. Appreciate that. Micah says the only reason Ozuna is getting the playing time he does is because of salary. I would not disagree with that, but I'll also say, and I'll repeat myself: it's six games. The guy has, you know, a track record of being a hot and cold player, and he's capable of getting hot at any point and hitting three, four home runs in a given week. Again, my big complaint with Ozuna is during those hot streaks, it's very, very bad cold streaks where he can give you absolutely nothing that benefits the team. Jeffrey Humphreys, where do you think the Braves will excel the most this year over last year? Um, That's a great question and one I haven't thought about because the Braves excelled in a lot of spots last year, but I think it's going to be... The stolen bases and maybe you can say that for a lot of teams but I just think the Braves have the potential with Acuna with Albies with um, you know some of the Michael Harris you know with some of the young guys if Hilliard and uh, Eli White or Von Grissom comes up and gets more playing time I think there's a potential there for them to to really rack up the stolen bases and be better um, there but That's a hard question because I thought the Braves excelled in a lot of spots last year. I think this team's going to be basically the same, but I think it could be, you know, better obviously with a healthy Acuna. I think that's going to be the big difference from last year's team to this year's team is a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, Appreciate all the comments as always. Those I, I, I love doing these shows live and getting all the comments They're They're absolutely great. Um, But trying to cipher through these live is not always uh, the best content, but I do appreciate it. A lot of you going back and forth on Ozuna. It's six games. Uh, Let's not overreact too much to six games. Matthew, they're not going to be able to trade Ozuna. I will tell you that. Um, Maverick says, what do you think of the Braves DFAing Luplo but keeping Pilar and White and Hilliard? I think come trade deadline that the Braves go out and get a few players and move Hilliard and Pilar. I really didn't like losing um I, I like the right-handed bat and the depth that he brought as a right-handed hitter who has a lot of power against uh, lefties and has a good track record against lefties. But you know, it's a roster crunch situation. He did get claimed off waivers by the Blue Jays. I think Pilar is there just for his veteran presence and what he brings as a veteran with a lot of experience. I like Eli White. Like I said, if he continues to play like he has, as he did in spring training, and he's carried that over into AAA, I think he deserves a shot at some point. Hilliard, you know, again, I think he deserves some more opportunities, especially against right-handed starters. So I think the Braves just have a lot of solid depth right now, and unfortunately, they had to had to make a move and had to let Luplo go. I don't think they wanted to, um, and I hate that he got claimed because I really liked the depth that he provided. Uh, the Braves fan won. Rosario could not see last year. We have to give him a chance to bounce back. I agree. You know, I, I just think he needs to get more playing time and more chances, but the Braves have faced a lot of lefties early on. Um, Miguel says, hey, Jacob, Braves offense has been really good before five innings. However, after the sixth inning, the Braves offense has looked very weak. And, yes, with the good comes the bad. The Braves offense has been great, as I mentioned. 25 of their 32 runs scored in the first four innings of a game, but that means they haven't scored a lot in the second half of a game. You know, whether for whatever reason that is, you're facing good arms coming out of the bullpen. Perhaps they've laid back a little bit because they've had some big leads. I don't know, but it doesn't concern me. If you, you want to score five to six runs a game in the first four innings of a game, I feel like that's going to be a pretty good recipe, especially with the Braves' bullpen. I, I will take that all day long. Mike still very optimistic for our Braves and so far so good. Very proud so far. Yeah, you should be proud of this team. It's a lot of fun to watch, and they're off to a hot start. Uh, I apologize. There's a lot of comments out here. I can't get to all of them. If I didn't get to your comment, please post it below on YouTube. But I have been a little sick this this week, so the voice is starting to give out a little bit. See one iron long saying the Mets have given up a lot of runs. It's been a tough go for the Mets and Phillies to start the year. It's nice to see one of them struggling out of the gate this year and not the Braves. But it's been uh, it's been a great first six games, and now the Braves come home. We'll look where They will face the San Diego Padres on Thursday night with Spencer Strider on the mound going up against Blake Snell. Again, I hope to be there. I hope to see you there. And then we'll be back on Friday. Me and Grant McCauley will do a podcast recapping everything from the home opener should be. A lot of fun. But that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. Appreciate all the comments we've had uh, about uh, all the all those who listen here, whether you're driving to work in the morning, at work, on your way home. I love hearing all those comments, so thank you for that. Again, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Now now go make your second listen to Lockdown MLB podcast where Paul Francis Sullivan brings you Everything from around the league and does so in a humorous and intelligent way. So make sure you go check out a Lockdown MLB again. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Sports Atlanta on YouTube, where you get the postcast of me and Grant McCauley, or you get the audio version right here on the Lockdown Braves podcast channel. So make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever. You get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.